To follow up on my blog on how a video producer can help you find a job, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I found my first job to get in the business of working in television. It's interesting how I applied sales skills, not really knowing I had any sales skills with no intention of ever getting into sales because I didn't really respect the industry. I thought sales was something you did as a plan B when plan A failed. Uh, I was wrong about that. I didn't realize how valuable sales skills were. I didn't realize how they helped me get my first job. And here's how it went. Unwittingly, I found my first job by walking door to door to every TV station in Erie. The last TV station I came up to was WJET, an ABC affiliate. I walked in the front door. I asked the lady at the desk if I could have an application. She said, hang on a minute. Uh, what type of job are you looking for? And I told her I was looking for some kind of camera work. You know, I just wanted an application. That was all. She said, well, I think this general manager is available to talk to. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk to the general manager. I don't want to bother him. I just want an application. I'll fill it out and I'll come back later. She goes, well, just hang on a minute. She walked in and she goes and gets Ken Fantazzini who was the station manager at the time. He comes out, welcomes me into his office, and I'm not dressed at all. I got a winter coat on. I'm walking around in a pair of jeans, just collecting applications, but I'm sitting in a job interview all of a sudden. So he asked me about what I want to do. We have a chat. He says, well, we happen to have an opening for a studio camera operator. Is that something you're interested in? He says, great, fill out this application. I was hired <laughs> on the spot. Blew my mind. So from that point on, I worked there while I was in college full-time, I was working here at in the evenings, working on just the 6 and 11 newscast. But while I was there, I thought, well, cold calling and walk-ins are a very low percentage of, of, uh, of success rate. So I wouldn't recommend that any more than I recommend playing the lottery. Sure, you can win once, but if I win the lottery, that doesn't mean you're going to win a lottery. So I focus on the high percentage type stuff. And at the time, I knew that high percentage stuff was relationships, internal referrals, so after about a year of working there, I asked the general manager at the time was John Kansas if he could introduce me to someone at WTAE in Pittsburgh, the ABC affiliate, because I knew the two stations had a relationship. There was like a big sister relationship, big brother relationship, where we got Channel 4's old TV sets and old camera equipment uh, that we bought at a deal, and they were just, it was like hand-me-downs we got from them. I thought, that'd be awesome to work there someday. So I asked him to make an introduction. He was like, wow, we'd like to keep you here, but I understand uh, you want to move on. So he sent my resume to Fred Barber, who at the time was the general manager of WTAE. Uh, Fred Barber, I found out, gave it to my resume to Marty Fobble, who was the chief engineer, who gave it to Pat Ayeni, who was his secretary. Pat calls me and sets up a meeting. I go out there. I have the interview. It went really well. Uh, they said, we have an opening for summer relief. It's temporary. It only goes till November, but it starts in May. I'm like, that sounds great. I'll take it. It's my best offer on the table. Uh, but in the meantime, I went back home and scheduled a follow-up meeting with them proactively, asking them if I could take a tour of the TV station. If there was someday I could walk around and just work with people that I would be working with and shadow them for a day. She said, sure, fine. Come on out. Pick a day. Come on out and do it. In the meantime... I ordered this book from NAPTI, which was the National Association of Program Executives, Television Program Executives, and it had every decision maker for every TV station in the country, and I sent resumes to all of them, as many, every station that I wanted to work at, in any city that I wanted to work in. And I was collecting rejection letters like crazy. I basically had a shoebox full of rejection letters, and I wasn't taking it personally. I was just at that point wanting to collect a bunch of letterheads and a bunch of logos and all these great-looking envelopes. And that was my goal, to get as many as possible, send as many, I get as much as rejection as possible. One of those letters I sent out 
came back and it looked personal. There were a couple that were personal that weren't just form letters. One was from WGRZ in Buffalo. A guy named was Gary. And uh, Gary sent me a letter and says, hey, we appreciate you taking the time to send this great resume. Your experience looks good. Looks like you have a big future. Uh, uh, thanks for sending. We'll keep in touch. I'm like, great. So I sent him a letter back. I actually called him, I think, and said, hey, thanks for uh, that letter. I appreciate you taking the time and, and writing that personal letter. Would you mind, uh, if you've got the time, to take a look at my portfolio? He's like, sure, I understand what you're doing. I'll look at your portfolio. We don't have a job, but I'll be happy to take a look at your portfolio and critique it for you. So I sent him my portfolio. A week or so later, I get a letter back critiquing my portfolio. Kind of ripped it apart. Being very honest, ripped it apart. I called him up and I said, hey, I appreciate that. I want to work on a few things. But in the meantime, I did the same thing as, as I did for Channel 4. Would you mind if I came in and took a tour of the facility and shadowed someone who's going to be doing what I'm doing? He said, sure, but we don't have an opening right now. But if you want to come and take a tour, fine. His job is to hire people and to find people and to keep people in mind for future jobs. So a few weeks go by. I've got this thing brewing in Pittsburgh. I'm building relationships from internal referrals. And this was kind of a warm outreach from someone who sent something other than a personal or a, a, other than a form letter. So a few weeks later, I show up, I get a tour of the facility, and here's the interesting part that really had an effect on me. When I showed up, he gave me a tour of the facility. I sat there during the, the noon news, watched the director, technical director, do his job. And then we went back to his office. And he said on the way back to his office, since the last time we spoke, we have two openings here now, a part-time and a full-time. Would you be interested in one of those positions? He described this to me, and I said, sure, I'd be interested in talking about that. We go back to his office. Now, remember, the first point, if I'd have just let him go, two openings happened from the last time he's, he told me there's nothing going on here. It was only a few weeks, and there were two more openings all of a sudden. So I go back into his office, and I'll never forget the image of him walking to his uh, filing cabinet and pulling out resume folder this thick laying down. He opened it up. And it was every color, shape, and size of resume you can imagine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people are using orange, red, green. They got flyers on them, they're two or three pages long. And as he was going through there, he said, I apologize. I don't know where your resume is. I can't find your resume. Two things to keep in mind. He doesn't have my resume. And there were two openings since the last time he told me two weeks ago, there were no openings. So what does follow-up do? The gold is in the follow-up. So at that point, he apologized and said, are you interested? And I said, well, I've got a few things going on in Pittsburgh I want to follow up on. Pittsburgh is a bigger market. I'd like to go there. If things work out there, I think I'm going to take that position, but I really appreciate you taking the time. But I kept a relationship with him just in case something went wrong. Well, it turns out in Pittsburgh, I got that job, Summer Relief, and I stayed on when Summer Relief ended in November. I ended up staying on full-time at that point because a few people were retiring, and I, I was at Channel 4 for about 14 years from that point on basically from sales skills and building relationships that are all related to sales. So what does this have to do? How can a video producer give someone advice on how to find a job? Because a self-employed video producer is always looking for work. And they're great at messaging and they're great at marketing and they're great at get communicating. They're communicators. So if anybody can show you how to get a job or give you advice, it might be someone like me who does a lot of messaging and does a lot of communicating and always looking for work. 
I'm always networking. I'm always building relationships. I'm always working on cold relationships. I'm always working on new relationships and people that move from place to place. So that's why someone like me could probably give you some advice. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be posting articles on LinkedIn that describe everything I think is important for someone looking for a job right now, sales skills. These will all be on my podcast and they will all be on LinkedIn. Uh, so keep in touch and look for my podcast by Saga Media. My name's Al Marshke. My uh, uh, podcast title is Untold Stories. Thanks for listening. I hope this helps somebody.